Bibles with you, Exodus chapter number three, the book of Exodus chapter number three. I will do my best to deliver to you in a timely manner that which the Lord has deposited into my spirit tonight. I know that you have probably had a busy day, a busy week. I'm sure that you have all kinds of things running through your mind this evening about what you still need to get done before the night is over. I can understand that. I still have things that I have to do as well. But at the same time, we are not going to rush, but at the same time, we will be sensitive to the task that all of us have responsibility for. But tonight, I do want to take us on a journey uh, in the word of the Lord for a few moments. So tonight, I'm going to ask if you would to just forget about everything else that you've got to do uh, tonight or in the morning. And I'm going to ask you to allow the Lord to speak to your heart tonight for the next 30 minutes. And don't you dare laugh. I'm going to get her done. That's not counting offering time and closing. No. Okay. So now y'all can see, now y'all feeling better. No, but I'll do my best. I, uh, I had to speak at a meeting recently in Ohio and they gave me 30 minutes, which was fine. I could do it in 30 minutes, but I told all of them that was there with me. I said, the only thing that I'm going to ask of anybody in this room tonight is the fact is those of you that know me do not go home or contact anybody at home and tell them that I did it in 30 minutes because they're not going to get away that easy. But, uh, but tonight I'll try my best uh, to uh, just uh, uh, share with you. Uh, but I do feel like that the Lord has given me a word tonight. I uh, was not planning on speaking tonight, but until late last evening and uh, with uh, Jay not feeling well, I said, it's not a problem. So we came and we spent some time alone with the Lord and had been just meditating on the things of God. So, uh, so here we go. All right. So if we'll just let the Lord speak to us, I believe that he will uh, this evening. Exodus chapter number three, if you have your Bibles with you, I want to read the first six verses with you and then we'll read on down through that chapter in just a few moments. But I want to, uh, I want to lay a foundation tonight, very familiar passage for many of you in this room, I'm sure, uh, but don't let the familiar story keep you from hearing what God wants to say tonight to us, please. Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert, and he came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush, and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Draw nigh, draw not nigh hither, put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. 
Let us pray this evening. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the opportunity to stand and to preach one more time. Lord, I pray that you would anoint this vessel. Lord, let me decrease so you can increase. We're not here just to be here, but we're here to speak that which you've birthed in our heart and in our spirit. Lord, I believe that it's not just for one, but it's for individuals in this room and those that are joining us by way of internet tonight. Lord, you're wanting to speak to our hearts. So today, Lord, I pray and we'll give you all the glory and all the honor for what's accomplished in Jesus' name. The church says amen and amen. Exodus chapter 3, the first six verses we read together tonight, but I want to look at verse number 3 and verse number 4. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burned. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush. Tonight, our subject is found in this passage of scripture, and while I am going to deal with the subject, the delivering of a nation, I really want to talk to you tonight about the turn that turned it around. Tell your neighbor that the Lord is about to turn some things. You all are not very convincing at all. The Lord is going to turn some things around. Amen. It goes without question tonight that we currently are witnessing not just one segment of our society, but we are witnessing multiple generations living under great oppression in our nation. This should concern us greatly because individuals of all ages are being literally tormented night and day in all different manners. I could stand here today and give you example after example of individuals that are just trying to make it through one more day due to the oppression of the enemy upon their life. They wake up with torment. They go to bed been tormented. And they are enslaved by the lies of the enemy. There has never been a time, to my knowledge, in the history of our nation that we have ever experienced on this level the demonic oppression that we are seeing right now. Please hear me. Everything has been labeled and everything has been diagnosed but nobody is dealing with the cause of those or where those things have birthed from. Can I tell you today, there is a demonic kingdom that is real. And while it does not have the ability to possess a believer, it does have the ability to oppress a believer if that believer fails to understand their authority in Christ. Please hear me. But what is even more disturbing is that we are not just witnessing 
the people in our society or in our communities been overran, but we are witnessing the same thing within the body of Christ. Men and women that I truly believe love the Lord and they truly desire to have him present in their life are now men and women that are dealing and living in the same manner of those outside of Christ. No joy, no peace, no rest. Can I tell you today, this can no longer be ignored. You and I today must understand that it has now reached levels in which we see that they are very, that many people are having a very difficult time just in functioning in day-to-day activity. There are men and women that do not want to get out of bed. Men and women do not want to eat. Men and women do not want to take a bath. Men and women don't want to groom their hair. Men and women don't want to just do the basic fundamentals that's called life because they have been led to believe that what has happened to them or transpired in their life has now made them not worthy to be certain things or to feel or experience certain things. And therefore, we find that mentally, emotionally, and physically, there's a generation that is enslaved by demonic oppression. Please hear me. Not only do they struggle with the simplest of tasks, but many in our society now are struggling with maintaining jobs, relationships, as well as personal health on every level. Can I tell you, it is a crisis that no one wants to speak about, which has led to much of what we are currently witnessing even within the church. Worship services without worshipers. Prayer services without intercessions, without intercessors. Platforms without shepherds. Sunday school rooms without teachers. And instruments without musicians. These are just a few of the things that we're experiencing in our nation. The sound of silence now prevails in many houses of prayer that once vibrated with this sound of hope that came from the glorious gospel and the saints of Jesus Christ. God help us tonight to awaken and to cause there to be a reversal of that which we are giving witness to in this moment. Let me take us to our text tonight and remind us this is not the first time, however, we have saw a people under great oppression. In Exodus chapter 3, we see where the children of Israel was in captivity in Egypt, and we find that they was under heavy oppression. This is the reason for the visitation that we read in our text tonight in Exodus chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. But in order for us to understand this even greater, let us look at verse number 7 and verse number 8 of that chapter. It says, and the Lord said, I have surely, he is speaking to Moses, the man that he is visiting. He says, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt. And I've heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. And I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land unto a good land and a large unto a land flowing with milk and honey unto the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Persasites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. That's a whole lot of ites right there. 
In verse number nine, now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel is come unto me, and I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppress them. The children of God found themselves under such affliction that they began to cry and there began to be a cry come up out of them. And this cry came up before the Lord, which caused him to come down to deliver them. Can I tell you, he didn't just show up one day, but there was something that began to tug at his heart concerning this group of people. He could have done anything that he wanted to do in that moment to bring deliverance to this group of people. But notice what he did. He made a decision to visit man. Exodus chapter 3, 1 and 2 that we read together. Moses was keeping his, the flock of his father-in-law on the backside of the desert. He comes to the mountain of God. And notice it says, And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. How many knows that's not a normal day? It was not abnormal for him to see a burning bush, but it was abnormal for him to see a bush not being consumed. And therefore, upon this moment, uh, Moses was a man uh, that had to make some decisions and make them quickly. We know this when you began to look at Moses. Uh, he was a man, because many times you could ask, why was it that he's the man that was visited by the Lord? I think if you go back and look into Exodus chapter 2, you can answer that question uh, to a certain uh, level, and that is this. Moses was a man that had taken a stand against the oppression of the Hebrews before. If you know the story of Moses at all, you know this, that there was a degree to kill all of the boys uh, that was born uh, uh, of the Hebrews. And therefore, when Moses was brought forth by the design of God, uh, they hid him as long as they could. And his mother put him in a little, bull, uh, uh, a little basket and put him in the river. And then we know that Pharaoh's daughter came to bathe in the river. And we find uh, that then she took him, named him Moses, raised him in the house of Pharaoh, but when he was grown, in Exodus chapter 2, verse 11 and 12, which says this, in those days when Moses was grown, he went out unto his brethren, he looked on their burdens, and he spied an Egyptian smiting a Hebrew, one of his brethren, and he looked this way and that way, and when he saw that there was no man, he slew the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. That's a nice way of saying this, that Moses got angry, he killed the man and buried him. And because of that, notice what happened. His stand against that which he witnessed caused him to be pursued, uh, per, uh, pursued by Pharaoh. In chapter 2, verse number 15, it says, When Pharaoh heard this thing, that he sought to slay Moses, but Moses fled from the face of Pharaoh, and he dwelt in the land of Midian, and he sat down by a well. Now, we don't have time to go through his life story, but we know this, that while he was sitting there, uh, the, the priest of Midian's daughters came uh, and was going to get some water, was going to water some things, uh, and all of a sudden the shepherds came and ran them off, and he came to their aid. They went home and told their daddy about what had happened, that there was a man that had helped them, and they said, why is not he here with you? And we find that after them retrieving Moses, he begins to have conversation, and we find that the priest of Midian gives him his oldest daughter. We find that Moses is married. He then brings forth a son, and then we find that now he's taking care of his father-in-law's sheep. Time has passed. And you find in verse 23 of Exodus chapter 2, in the process of time, the king of Egypt has died, but yet the children of Israel 
side by reason of great bondage. And they cried, and their cry came up unto the Lord. And God, hearing their groanings, notice this, says, God remembered his covenant with Abraham and with Isaac and with Jacob. And God looked upon the children of Israel, and God had respect unto them. Notice, due to the covenant that God had made with Abraham, he visited Moses. And he visited Moses because he realized he's a man that I can trust to take a stand against the oppression of my people. You say, why is this important? Please stay with me. I believe there have been many that's been called throughout generations, but they chose to ignore the call that was given to them. I wonder tonight if there's anyone under the sound of my voice that would be willing to take a stand today. When a man is willing to take a stand against evil, the oppression of darkness, uh, we know this, it will give birth to a visitation at some point in the future. Moses was again been visited because of a stand that he had taken years before. And we find in Exodus chapter 3 and verse number 2 that when the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of the bush, he looked and behold the bush burned with fire, but it was not consumed. And notice what happens. Uh, things began to change very quickly. Stay with me just for a few moments. It was in this moment that Moses had to make a choice. What will I do with what's before me today? We in America today, I sincerely believe this, there is some things in front of us that we're going to have to make some choices in the very near future. Exodus 3, 3 and 4 tells us the answer of what Moses did. He said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. And don't miss this principle. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, that God called unto him out of the midst of the bush. The flame of fire coming out of the bush was the presence of the angel of the Lord. But therefore, notice this, it wasn't until Moses turned towards the bush that the angel of the Lord, which is a picture of Christ, that he released a voice unto him. You say, why is this important? May I say to us today that I sincerely believe in my time alone with the Lord and my time of prayer and the time in his word that I sincerely believe that I heard in my spirit very clearly that the Lord says that there is a burning bush in your presence. Now that may not make any sense to any of you in this room, but notice with me, if there is a burning bush in our presence, it means that the angel of the Lord is present. But however, it isn't enough just for us to say that we're in his presence because I know that in his presence there is fullness of joy. But how many know sometimes when you're in his presence, you need him to do something for you because not every time that you're in his presence are you on the mountain. Not every time when you're in his presence are you in a place of rejoicing. But sometimes uh, even when you're going through some very difficult things in life, you can be in his presence and yes, you will feel his joy come to you. But how many knows you sometimes you need more than that joy. You need a miracle. Uh, you need a manifestation. You need something to move. You need something to transition because you want the situation or the circumstance to be different than it is currently. And this is where we find ourselves with the children of Israel. They was under hard oppression. Uh, the enemy was a hard taskmaster, was putting them in a place uh, of oppression uh, where they was exhausted when they went up, uh, when they went to bed every night. They was exhausted when they got up every morning uh, because 
because there was no escaping because the enemy said this, uh, if we leave them alone, if we leave them as they are currently, uh, they will continue to multiply and remultiply uh, and they will overpower us and they will overthrow us. So we must uh, begin to slaughter their children, uh, but also we must begin to put them uh, under heavy hardship because uh, we do not want them to taste success. Uh, the reason the church in America is going through some very dark things uh, is because the enemy for the last several years said, you know what, I have to put them uh, under a place of hard oppression uh, because I cannot have them uh, duplicating. I cannot have them multiplying. I cannot have them walking uh, in the manner that they currently are because uh, if they ever know who they are in Christ, uh, I will never be able to defeat them. Uh, so therefore we have saw uh, a demonic oppression come, uh, begin to weigh on the minds of men and women, uh, begins to pressure them every day, uh, begins to tell them lies. Uh, how many knows he's the father of lies? Uh, he walks around and tells you things such as this. Uh, you're not good enough. Uh, they don't like you. Uh, they don't even want you to be there. Uh, the list goes on and on and on. It goes on. Well, you messed up too many times in the past. Why do you think God would use you now? Uh, you got to get perfect before God can use you. There's too, you've got too much stuff going on. How do you think you can ever be used by God? Uh, they don't even want you. Uh, and the list just goes on and on and on and they're oppressed uh, day in and day out. Uh, but can I tell you, uh, we are in a place where we need to understand uh, that there is more that is for us than that is against us. Uh, and the flame of fire coming out of the bush, yes, it was the presence of God, uh, but it wasn't until Moses made a decision uh, and he said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight. Uh, and when Moses began to turn, uh, all of a sudden the atmosphere uh, began to be penetrated by a voice. Uh, and that voice was not the voice of man, uh, but it was the voice of God. Uh, your Bible says uh, that when the Lord saw uh, Moses turn, uh, that then God spoke out of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. Uh, and Moses had to make a decision in that moment. Uh, will I acknowledge who's calling my name or will I sit here uh, and do nothing? Uh, but we find that Moses simply said three words. Here am I. Uh, I want us to understand tonight uh, when Moses turned, uh, his turn released the voice of God. Uh, right now in the United States of America, there's all kinds of stuff going on. Uh, there's all kinds of craziness going on in our world. Uh, every time you turn on any type of in, uh, information channel, uh, you are getting bombarded by falsehoods and lies. Uh, you're seeing demonic activity. Uh, you're seeing evil on display. Uh, we find today uh, even evil taking a plane out of the sky, uh, trying to take out its enemies. Uh, but can I tell you in the midst of everything, uh, there is a flame uh, that is burning. Uh, the world doesn't understand it, nor does it want to acknowledge it. Uh, but the church uh, has got to awaken to the reality uh, that man is not our answer. Uh, political parties is not our answer. Uh, government is not our answer. 
Excuse me, uh, but the King of kings and Lord of lords is still our answer. Uh, and he is not far from us today, uh, but he is still a burning bush. Uh, he is still able to do what needs to be done. Uh, but we're waiting on him to do everything. Uh, but you and I need to understand in this season, uh, for such an hour and such a time as this, you and I have been led to be here and God saw fit to bring us here. Uh, and he's brought us here for this time in history uh, because obviously, he believes that we're more than able to do uh, the task that is before us. Uh, but in order for us to change a world, uh, in order for us to impact a world, uh, in order for us to bring in a harvest, uh, we are first going to have to acknowledge uh, that we need uh, to experience the blessing and the favor of God and the freedom of God in our lives. Uh, and the only way that happens uh, is if a man makes a decision uh, to begin to turn towards the bush. Uh, and we find that when Moses turned, uh, it released the voice of God. Uh, and it says, and when the Lord saw that he turned, uh, it is then that he called. It was in that moment, uh, please hear me, that the wheel of deliverance uh, began to turn for Israel. Uh, they didn't know that he was on the backside of the desert. Uh, they didn't know that God was talking to him from a burning bush. Uh, they didn't know that he was in dialogue with the, uh, the throne room of heaven on their behalf. Uh, they were still under oppression. Uh, they were still being bombarded by hardship. Uh, but what they did not know uh, was on the backside, uh, Moses simply said, here am I. Uh, and the conversation continues in verse number 10. The word of the Lord says, come now. Certainly I will be with you uh, and you shall serve. He said, how you will know this is going to come about. Uh, once you bring the children of Israel out of Egypt, uh, you will worship God on this same mountain. Uh, but Moses simply goes on. He says, God, how can it be? Uh, how is the people of Israel going to know uh, that I'm telling the truth? How are they going to believe what I'm saying? Uh, he says, when you go to them, I want you to tell them uh, that I am that I am uh, is the one uh, that has sent you. Uh, and tell them that I am has sent you uh, sent me unto you. Tell them uh, that you are on assignment. Uh, and at that moment, things began to change. Uh, if you read a little further, he gives him very clear instructions. Uh, he says, go together the elders, elders of Israel in verse number 16. Uh, he said, I want you to tell them a specific thing. Uh, the Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob uh, has appeared unto me, saying, I have surely visited you and I've seen that which is done to you in Egypt. Uh, and notice what it happens. Uh, the Lord says, and they shall hearken to thy voice. Uh, he's giving him assurance. Uh, he's giving him direction. Uh, he's telling him, uh, if we could say it this way, uh, Moses, you're going to walk from this place differently. Take your shoes off. You're on holy ground. This isn't just an everyday occurrence, uh, but you're getting ready to have an encounter with me uh, that is going to change everything about you. Uh, and notice uh, what he's really saying is I'm about to amplify or I'm about to anoint your voice. Uh, and when you begin to speak to the elders of Israel, uh, they're going to hearken to your voice. Uh, not because of you, uh, but because of how you're speaking. Uh, because of the authority that's upon your life. Uh, and can I tell you, uh, I am sure uh, that there was some hesitation. Uh, but we find that Moses begins to be obedient. Uh, but the Lord goes on in verse 19 and 20 and tells him, uh, I'm sure that the king of 
Egypt isn't going to let you go, uh, not by a mighty hand. Uh, But he said, don't you worry about uh, the fact that he's going to rebel against the things that you're telling him. Uh, But rest assured, uh, you are not going to do this by yourself. Uh, But I will stretch out my hand and I will smite Egypt uh, with all my wonders, which I will do in the midst thereof. And after that, uh, he will let you go. Uh, And notice he simply goes on to say, In verse 21 and 22, uh, I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians uh, and it shall come to pass that when you go, uh, you shall not go empty. Uh, But he simply says, every woman shall borrow of her neighbor and of her that sojourneth in her house jewels of silver and jewels of gold uh, and of raiment. uh, And you shall put them upon your sons and upon your daughters uh, and you shall spoil the Egyptians. Uh, I come to tell us today by the unction of the Holy Spirit, in the midst of your tiredness in the, and you think you're just tired tonight but I'm going to tell you something you're not just tired but you're living and you're dealing with the spirit of oppression the enemy don't want you to be excited on a Wednesday night he don't want you to have a praise he don't want you to clap your hands he wants you to think your day was so bad and so terrible that Lord, the, 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 the Lord just must be mad at you because if you was really who you thought you was in God you wouldn't have all this but it's nothing but lie after lie after lie. Uh, But I come to tell us today by the unction of the Holy Spirit, uh, God has heard the cry coming up out of America. Uh, And I know uh, that there's a lot of dark things going on, uh, but there's a remnant in in this nation uh, like there is every other nation. Uh, But in this nation, uh, I'm dealing with our nation tonight. Uh, It has dispatched uh, the cry that has came up uh, over the last several months uh, has caused there uh, to be a dispatching of the angel of the Lord and the bush is burning but can I tell you there is men across this great landscape that has begun to turn towards the bush and they are hearing the call. God is beginning to call their name and can I tell you there is men and women even in this Whitewater Valley area they cannot explain the unrest and the unsettling in their spirit. They don't know why they're feeling what they're feeling but I believe I got insight from the Lord this week. Uh, He said they're unsettled uh, in their spirit uh, because what they don't realize uh, is they're in the presence of a burning bush and they just haven't saw it yet. But in this time, he's simply saying, I'm calling them uh, to turn because their turn uh, is going to turn it around. Uh, I want you to realize on a Wednesday evening, uh, you may have had the worst day you've had in the last 30 days, uh, but can I tell you, God is still for you. uh, And if he is for you, who can be against you? Uh, Tonight, I didn't come just to give you a message, uh, but I come to tell you uh, that you need to realize that in this moment of time in history, uh, we are in the area of a burning bush and he's trying to get our attention and he's waiting on us to make the move he wants us to turn because the moment that we will turn to him is the moment that God will begin to speak and when God begins to speak can I tell you that darkness cannot remain where light is but every time God speaks something creative happens in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth he spoke he spoke he spoke he spoke and everything began 
began to be dispelled. Everything began to change and the landscape became beautiful. It became something that when you begin to read, it says when he looked over creation at the end of the sixth day, he said, it is very good. And can I tell you, it was good because he began to speak. There's about to be some good things in the United States of America, which means this, there's going to be some good things happening in your nation, in your city, in your family, but somebody's got to turn and begin to acknowledge who he is. Listen, I'm going to get it done in 30 minutes tonight because you all ain't helping me much, but there is an anointing being placed upon men and women in this hour, and it's causing others to begin to hearken. I, I got to preach just for two minutes anyway tonight and tell you that I'm sick and tired of the devil telling you that the best days was 1980 or 1975, but the best day is now because the bush is still burning. And he's saying, if you'll turn to me, I'll speak to you. And if I speak to you, then there will be a release that comes. Somebody give him a shout of praise. I prophetically believe this, and I will say this prophetically tonight. If somebody wants to come and play music or play something on the box, I don't care. There is a strike upon evil that is coming in this very moment of time. There is going to cause a shaking to occur like no one is expecting. I'm not here filled with doom and gloom tonight, but I'm here to tell you, you think you may have it figured out, your mind is going to be blown. There's a lot of people think that they have got this strategized and they know how everything is going to play out over the next 18 months in the United States of America, but none of them have factored in the equation that there's an angel of the Lord in a burning bush. And tonight... Please hear me. Because of men turning, because godly men and godly women are turning, there is a voice that's been released. And it's not just a voice, but it's a voice of instruction. It's a voice of direction. And it's a voice that is carrying with it a fresh anointing and it's resonating and it's settling down upon men. And because of that, there is a strike of evil upon evil that's coming. It is going to cause it to lose its grips over the people of this nation. And there will be a window of opportunity to experience freedom if they choose to follow Christ. Here's what I want to say tonight without hesitation, without reservation. The righteous in this land is getting ready to spoil the wicked. That which the enemy thought it had covered and buried is getting ready to be absolutely, absolutely exposed and bared naked before all of humanity around the globe because there's a turn taking place in the spirit that's causing God to turn it around because God is not done 
with this great nation yet. There's, a, there's an assignment upon us. We're no better than any other people. Don't interpret it in that manner. But for those of us that have been blessed to be born in this nation, we was blessed to be born into a nation in which God has his hand upon and that has commissioned to fulfill an assignment and that assignment is not yet done. Therefore, falling to you and I is great responsibility. Moses, Moses, here am I. That same call that he heard is going forth to men and women just like you and I across this nation. But here's the question that I have for you tonight. Will you answer or will you ignore? Will you answer or will you ignore? I told my wife this afternoon, I said, I find myself in a place where I do not have the liberty to do what I did when I was 30. Not that I can't, but I don't have the liberty to. I can't give myself to everything that I've given myself to. I said, because there's something burning inside of me where all I know is that my commission is is to train and to develop and to reach a world with the great, glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. I can't do anything else. As much as I enjoy it, I have no desire to get my tool belt back out. I have no desire to get back into the garage and do what brought me some of the most joyful times in my life in my 20s and 30s. Nothing wrong with those things, but that's not what God has called me to because I've had to make a turn. And because of the turn that I find myself in, I cannot help but believe that there is a wave of deliverance that's coming to the Whitewater Valley because men and women such as myself and such as you that have been sensitive to the things of God, I hear God saying in my spirit, I'm getting ready to honor you because you turned and acknowledged me. So I don't want you to miss this moment. The time is now. The choice is yours. Don't miss your hour of visitation. Don't allow the enemy to steal and strip this thing from you that God wants you to experience. Because he's not wanting you to experience it necessarily for yourself, but he's wanting you to experience so that your children can experience freedom. He's wanting you to experience because he wants this generation to experience something than Egyptian bondage. He wants them to experience the promises of Canaan. Tonight, don't allow the enemy to have the final say in your life but stand and decree and declare that God is and he always will be Lord of your life when Moses began to make the turn there began to be a will of deliverance began to happen on behalf of Israel here's what I believe I believe the remainder of this year
you are going to see a strong hand of the enemy to try to convince a society that they are in control and they have authority, but you will watch every one of them crumble and fall. But there will be resistance, and at times great resistance to what God's getting ready to do, I believe, in the fall of this year. And I think before the wind of winter blows, there's going to be a very clear distinction that God is beginning to turn some things. And those that do not want to acknowledge that Christ is real, his kingdom is real, and his church is powerful and real and present, is going to have to acknowledge that the, wor- the church that turned the world upside down nearly 2,000 years ago was still alive and well. And you and I can be part of that. So tonight, on a Wednesday evening, I wonder, I wonder if you've saw the bush. If you have, will you turn towards it so he can release his voice? As we stand all over the house this evening, I think I did it in 38 minutes for those of you that was going to hold me account to that 30-minute thing. Moses, Moses, here am I. Come, Moses, I've got an assignment for you. The cry of my peoples came up before me. And I'm going to use you to lead them into a place of promise. I sincerely believe tonight that there are those of you under the sound of my voice in this room as well as by internet tonight that God is desiring to have use of you. He's not looking at your flaw. He's not looking at your errors. He's not looking at your past. He's looking at you in the present. He's simply saying... I'm visiting you because I have confidence that you can do what's, what's needed to be done in this moment of time. I just need you to speak against the oppressor and the oppression of this hour. I wonder tonight, can it count on you? Can it count on me? Can we pray together this evening? Dear Heavenly Father, we love you. Oh, how we love you. Lord, tonight as we stand in your presence in your house, with all kinds of things going on in our world, all kinds of oppression in our nation, from our eldest to our youngest. Lord, there is such an attack against them and even those within the body of Christ. But today, Lord, we are, we are turning towards you because we know that you are the answer, you are the source, and there is no lack in you today. 
And Lord, today I thank you for your word. I thank you for your revelation. Thank you for the presence of your Holy Spirit in our lives and in this room. And Lord, maybe there are those in this room tonight that they're just, they have felt the pressure of the enemy. They've just felt this wall of resistance against them continually. Lord, I speak against that tonight. For Lord, we know this, that he that the sun sets free is free indeed and that there is liberty in which we can stand fast in. So today, Lord, we choose to do that. But Lord, tonight, we take a moment before we leave your house and we call out to you and we ask for direction, we ask for guidance, we ask for fresh baptism of your Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray that if there is one in this room or joining us by way of internet tonight that is dealing with anxiety, depression of any sort, Lord, that you would visit them and that your healing virtue would flow into their lives in this very moment and let them be delivered and set free in the name of Jesus. But Lord, I pray that we would hear this word and let it digest in our spirit and let us respond according as how the Holy Spirit leads. But Lord, I know you're calling us. And Lord, I know you're visiting us. Lord, I also know that when we turn towards you, there's a release that begins. So today, Lord, I thank you for that release. I thank you for that release in this community, in this Whitewater Valley, in this state, and yes, even in our nation. Today, Lord, I pray that you would give us courage, give us wisdom, give us knowledge. Lord, bless your people tonight. Lord, as they walk from your house, but not your presence. And Lord, I pray that we would be found faithful, that we'd be found laboring, that we'd be found trusting in all that we do. In Jesus' name, we pray this prayer. And the church says, amen and amen. Hey, everybody. It's Pastor Jade Abrams here. I just want to thank you for watching and joining with us today. We're so glad that you chose to be with us. We just encourage you to stay in contact with us. Click, follow, subscribe on all of our social media platforms to stay up to date what's happening here at PTC. We bless you in Jesus' name, and we love you, and so does God. Have a good day.